0: Welcome to Radically Well. We're your hosts, Julia and Morgan. We're here to talk about all things longevity, anti-diet culture, and social issues that impact health beyond the gym.
1: I'm Morgan. I'm a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and dog mom, and someone who is absolutely obsessed with helping people find simple and sustainable ways to reach their nutrition goals and eat food that they love.
0: I'm Julia. CrossFit level one coach, certified personal trainer, and active life professional candidate. I'm super passionate about strength training and all things bone density.
1: We created our business Matriarch Health & Fitness to connect with people on a deeper level, have tough conversations, and help people crush their goals for the long-term. Okay. I don't know why, but for some reason, Starting this episode with "Let's talk about neat, baby." Ah! <laughs> Let's <talk> about you <laughs> or E A T. Okay. Anyways, that was my. Oh my, my gosh! I love Let's that. To our episode <laughs> about neat. <laughs> oh,
0: so that's what we're going to talk about today. If you aren't familiar with the term, it's an acronym and it stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That is a mouthful. Basically, it refers to the energy that your body expends for all sort of activities that are not voluntary exercise or sports or things that you're like intending to do. That's why it's called non-exercise activity. So it's like your day-to-day energy expenditure. So like your daily living, if you're walking, if you're standing at your desk doing work, if you are like a fidgeter, just doing your day-to-day life, cooking all of those things.
1: And you'd probably be surprised to learn that this actually makes up a bigger percentage of your daily energy expenditure or calories burned is the other way of saying that than exercise for most people. So I think what would be helpful for us to start with is to break down the T-D-E-E, which is, we're gonna throw out so many acronyms at you today. Yeah. (laughs) So this is your total daily energy expenditure. So the total amount of calories that you've burned in a day, and it comes from lots of different places. So from most energy burn to least, and these will vary depending on how active you are from day to day. And we're going to break each of these down in just a second, but we have our BMR, which is our basal metabolic rate. You'll understand what that means in a second here then we have our neat which we're going to talk about mostly today we have our tef which is our thermic effect of food and then our eat which you'd think is food but it's not it's an <laughs> exercise activity yeah so first talking about the bmr so again that basal metabolic rate this is the amount of energy burned at complete rest so if you were just lounging in bed all day doing absolutely nothing you have no activity this is just the base amount of calories your body is going to burn in a day to function at its optimal place
0: (laughs) it would include your like your body doing its normal functions of creating cells and using
1: energy to do all the fun stuff right yeah all of the metabolic yeah. thinking the neurons? All that? Breathing.
0: Reading. Oh gosh. If that burns a lot of calories, then damn.
1: Just breathe more. <laughs> I totally uh, thought yeah. you said reading. <laughs> oh no, breathing. <laughs>
0: I'm like, yes. Although you (laughs) do read
1: sometimes and you like,
0: don't you feel sometimes feel mentally exhausted when you use your, your brain all day.
1: Yeah. I think we could actually technically count that in there because your brain needs fuel. Your brain uses carbs primarily as a a source of energy. So this could be included in that BMR as well. Wonderful. So we'll include reading in there, except if you're like right now. Like I'm reading that huge book. And so I feel like my arms get tired. I'm going to hold it open. So I think that is part of neat, let's say. That's it's part combo. of neat.
0: Okay. <laughs> little combo, both. What about the hand oh. cramp? The worst is the hand cramps when you're like, the book's so big and you're like, hold it?
1: Yeah, I know. Book problems, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, struggle.
1: Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> a little off track there.
1: Okay. So your BMR accounts for approximately... 60 to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. That's a big amount. I think a lot of people would be surprised to learn that because people focus so much on exercise, burning calories from exercise. When you're burning a lot from all of these other things, most often way more than you are from your actual exercise activity. Yeah, 60 to 70% is going to be that basal metabolic rate. And that's the number that we... As a nutritionist base calorie needs off of like base calorie needs so we first would calculate your bmr and then use like this exercise activity coefficient calculation thing to account for that and then from the bmr we times it by a certain number to add on extra calories that you'll be burning from activity so we get a rough estimate based on that
0: yeah well, you know a lot more about that than I do. Okay. And then, so within the TDEE, which is our totally, total daily energy expenditure. So we have BMR that Morgan just covered. And then next one is niche, which is again, what we're going to talk about today. So we'll go dive deeper into that. And then Morgan, did you want to touch on the TEF? So that's the next one. That's the mm-hmm. third.
1: Yeah. So the TEF is your thermic effective food. So this is the amount of energy or calories burned to digest and break down your food. So different macronutrients, different types of food have a different thermic effect. So fast, simple carb, sugary things are going to be digested very quickly and not require a lot of energy to digest or break them down. Uh, Then if we get into complex carbohydrates, those are going to take a little bit longer to digest. Fat also would be somewhere in there as well in the middle. And then protein is the one that actually has the highest thermic effect of food. So by hitting your protein goals, you're burning more calories. Just Mm. saying. And so depending on the types of food that you're eating, like if you are incorporating more protein or less protein, the percentage of your total daily energy expenditure from the thermic effect of food will vary. So there's ranges for all of these, of course. So this is going to account for somewhere between 8 to 15% of your daily calories burned. Neat is somewhere, huge range between 15 and 50%. 50. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's like a ridiculous range, but yeah. it just depends on how much you're moving throughout the day. So if it's like a complete rest day where you're just lounging on the couch, binging Netflix, like you're going to be somewhere on that 15% range probably. But if you're going out for a walk and you're doing chores around your house, doing all the things, then you're going to be up higher in that 50%. For
0: sure. If you're like more of a natural, like fidgeter too.
1: Which is me, hands yeah. up over here. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely like fidgeting. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing that makes up our total, our TDE, I'm just going to say TDE. Uh, is our eat which is our exercise activity thermogenesis so the calories burned from intentional exercise as we're saying the amount burned from this will vary a ton but most often it's going to be less than many of the other factors such as NEAT and BMR yeah and depending on if you don't exercise your thermic effect of food is going to be higher than this too so there's no like set percentage range for this. It just depends on the person, the type of activity they're doing, the duration. Yeah. All of those things that we've talked about before.
0: Yeah, for sure. So those ta- those first three, we can say that everyone is going to contribute to their TDEE. Um, and then the exercise activity would be whether you are exercising or not, because it's intentional. And then going back to the NEAT, which is the non-exercise activity, is the unintentional, maybe unintentional. I shouldn't say unintentional because I think, would you still classify this? As you're going for an intentional walk, right? Like,
1: yeah, it of, tricky. That is tricky, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of people in the past, like I remember just this example is coming to mind. We did a nutrition challenge years ago where they had a goal of doing 30 minutes of non-exercise activity daily and they're like, okay, well, what if I'm like biking to work or something like that? That feels like exercise to me. So I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but some way that I like to categorize it is a form of movement where you can still hold a conversation. Yeah. You're not so like you're
0: in dentist. more that you're just staying like in zone one.
1: Yeah. Zone one, like maybe towards zone two, if it's like a fast walk, but something that you're not really feeling like it's a form of like heart exercise.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that sometimes too, and I've changed my perspective or my opinions on this, but there's a difference in like intentionally exercising and then just being physically active person. Like I, for a long time, that's all if you're physically active then of course you exercise but i don't know i think sometimes too maybe within social media and since we just have the internet that those words can often be oh my god what am i looking for
1: like interchange Uh, interchangeable
0: there we go and that's not always necessarily true because we might not be getting our heart rate up we might not be actually when we in the previous podcast that we talked about with that super compensation zone, right? So like getting our heart rate up and like our bodies adapting and we're changing.
1: I think it's a good point that you bring up that it doesn't always have to mean that it's physical activity. It can just be a form of movement. An example that comes to my mind is I just, I like to go for walks with friends and I don't necessarily go into it thinking like oh we're going to do this to be active like we're getting our physical activity Mm. in and it's not always about getting your steps for the day sometimes it's just about spending time with other people being out in nature and so it doesn't really have to like count towards being a form of physical activity but it's still contributing to or physical activity exercise it's just a form of movement or self-care and that kind of stuff instead
0: yeah it has a lot of other great beneficial things that just go along with it. And I think what I was maybe trying to imply too was if you look at Sunday, I didn't go to the gym, but I cleaned my house and did all my meal prep and went for a walk and walked, well, walked Lucy like three or four times. So all of those things, it was like, it was still a pretty physically active day, right? But then we didn't have I didn't have the intentional exercise, so I didn't go to the gym and lift some weights. So, uh, or do like any zone two training? So just going back to the whole intentional exercise and like with, which is, you would be more focused on like fitness, your actual mm-hmm. fitness, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. So the reason we wanted to talk about NEAT today was mainly because of the fact that it is a big contributor to our TDEE. Um, and it's super important because if you feel like you're super overwhelmed in your life and you want to take control of some smaller, more manageable things. And maybe you do have a goal to lose some weight or whatever it may be. And you just want, maybe you just want to start moving your body more. This is a great thing to focus on and try to keep in mind too, because it plays such a significant role in our energy balance and our weight management. And it's, an easy one to make little adjustments to. I think you have some great examples of some situations that you've been working on things with clients that can give the listeners a good idea of how you can improve your need to burn those extra. I don't want to say burn. I hate that word. But Yeah, yeah. no, it's not the greatest word. We we all know. Yes. We're actually applying it here in not a a buzzword type of you mm-hmm. got to go burn some calories. You have to do this to burn some calories. That's not the intention. It's for overall health.
1: Yeah. And that's why we like to use burn energy most of the time. But then mm-hmm. when we say that people don't necessarily understand what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 I have some good examples. Neat is something that I talk about with my nutrition clients all the time and something that is extremely underutilized in nutrition practices a lot of the time or strength training, recovery, all that. So oftentimes with clients, it's not even that we necessarily set a step goal, but sometimes just like a daily movement goal. So I have many clients that come to me because they're very busy. They're overwhelmed. They don't really know what to do. They're stuck in that all or nothing mindset. And so we try to break it down and create more simple structured habits and utilizing neat instead of like really high intensity exercise is often a better approach for a lot of people when they do have very high stress jobs and busy life and stuff. Some examples would be a client that wasn't really doing any movement. They had a really stressful job situation going on. And so we're just like, you know, what? let's just start getting some movement and let's just aim for like 15 minutes a day. They sit most of the time for work, They're not really up and moving around other than puttering around the house here and there. And so just incorporating 15 more minutes of movement in a day, like started to make a really big difference and build some good momentum for people, for this person in particular. And so from there, we just built on it. And then eventually we got up to 30 minutes a day. And then they started to feel a little bit more motivated to add in some light, gentle exercise. And so it's a good starting point for people, but also something that should be incorporated even if you're already exercising and using it as a way to, as we said, burn more calories without having to cut the amount of food that you're eating even more because Mm -hmm. a lot of the people I work with are chronic dieters. They've been maybe under eating or extremely overeating on that yo-yo dieting back and forth. And so making sure they're eating enough food, getting enough nutrients is something that is really necessary. So we don't necessarily want to always take food away and instead we can increase meat. Yes.
0: Love That's that. a very long-winded answer. but No, yeah. not at all. That was really good actually. <laughs> we will give you some strategies of ways to increase your own, but first I wanted to touch on factors that influence um, meat and the first one would be your job too. So if you have a really active job, if you're very physically active throughout the day, like nursing, construction work, you're a waitress, waiter, server, things like that, that you are moving around a lot, your need is probably quite a bit higher um, compared to somebody who is maybe an accountant or a student and you're studying and little bit more sedentary. So those are all things to consider. And then of course, your lifestyle, like you, you just said, Morgan, I feel like the lifestyle and the fidgeting, like could you could combine those. You were saying like, you always feel like you need to be like doing something. And I feel like even just when we're together, you're like up and doing this. So you're going to like clean that bowl or you're you <laughs> are moving your hands or something like that. So a little fidgeting or just different, right? It's who you are as a person. I totally get that. And I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I could just sit still for a long time.
1: That's Patrick too. He can just lay there and just be like doing nothing. And I'm just like, how do you do that? I got to get up, stretch and move around. And now that I have this standing desk thing, I can put it up or down and I'm just like constantly moving and doing something, which I think is a little bit of the ADHD, but also interesting fact about your energy expenditure is if you are eating less or eating in a calorie deficit, your body naturally tries to fidget less. It tries to conserve energy and burn less calories to keep you in that state of homeostasis because it doesn't want you to be in There's this stressful change. diet phase and vice versa. If you're consuming a higher amount of calories as an active person, I won't say this. Applies necessarily to very sedentary people, but you'll notice that you'll actually be more likely to fidget and stuff like that because your body is trying to burn off excess calories.
0: Interesting. That's a good fun fact of the day. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I guess environment too would also play into lifestyle, like things of where you live. If you, Mm. maybe you live outside the city and you're driving into the city every day, so you're doing a lot of commuting. Whereas if you live in the city and you don't have a car and you're walking and biking around, all of that, another one would be like living in, I guess this would also be applicable to the exact same thing, but living in just like walkable neighborhoods. So if you're walking to the grocery store or yeah. Things that are like close by that you need. So all those are going to contribute to your daily neat. And then of course, workspaces as, as well. So looking at like,
1: or go ahead. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, just looking at what, what your lifestyle, what your day-to-day life looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. And another note on the environment part of it is even just like the temperature, the, with the climate, how hot it is or how cold it is there. If you're cold, you're maybe shivering a little bit more, you're holding a little bit more tension through your body versus if it's warm, you're a little bit more comfortable. You're not maybe necessarily burning as much that way. Or if it's really excessively hot, then you're going to be maybe a little slower, a little bit more sluggish. That also can impact your need too.
0: Yeah, of course. So some ways that some simple strategies that you can implement into your own life. If you are, again, if you just want to do this for overall health, if you want to get some more movement in throughout the day, if I think like you had mentioned too, if you want to burn a little bit extra energy, if you are maybe focusing on weight loss and don't want to, you're the nutritionist here, really decrease your calories or, yeah. So I think it's also just
1: great overall to do, but simple strategies to increase meat.
0: The first one that I always love is some little short walks on your lunch break or after you eat. And I find this super beneficial. I always find it really nice too when if you're a little bit more tired, like maybe you didn't sleep the best either. I know mm. it's like a little bit of a different topic, but sometimes you eat and you feel a bit tired. So going for that walk, going for a little walk. And I know that everybody might not have the time to be able to do that, but. I think for the most part, most of us, even on your lunch break, if you have a quick lunch and then went for a five, 10 minute walk, even just like around the neighborhood, around your house, like around your backyard, just to get some movement in, that's all going to contribute to it. It's going to add up. So that's a good place to start. Another one is if you live in the city, if you're in Victoria, a lot of us live in apartment buildings, you can take the stairs instead of the elevator and that's a game changer.
1: Yeah, that's a goal I had with another client of mine. Is the goal was to we started with taking the stairs three days a week and then taking it four days a week, Mm -hmm. and then I think we're I think we kept it at four days actually because we're like we need to have a buffer day in there for being realistic. It's not always (laughs) gonna happen if we're running late or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too
0: it is good another great one and going back to the whole break thing but just taking more breaks Mm -hmm. and i think this is good for energy and your focus as well so setting a timer if you're working from home even if you're working in the office honestly if your employer doesn't like this then clearly they suck but you should try to take more breaks setting a timer for 45 minutes to 50 minutes and have that focus time do some work then get up and go grab some water do a lap around the office or do your lap around your house and just take 10 minutes to yourself and it's going to add up over the day, the run of a day and it'll make you feel much, much better. And then the last two would be, we touched on this, but walk, trying to walk some more, trying to get some more walks in and then or biking to work as well, walking or biking to work. So if that's an option, that's always nice. And then this one I will hand off to you because you, you, just got a standing desk.
1: Yeah. And that's also a great option. Yes. I'm loving having the option to be sitting or standing and it might not seem like a lot of a difference, but one, it's it feels better on your body most of the time than just sitting in a chair all day especially if you have a low back pain (laughs) with the standing, like you're going to be more likely to maybe shift from side to side, shift your weight around you're engaging a little bit more muscles through your legs and your core. So you're indirectly burning a little bit more energy throughout that time that you're standing. I remember reading a research article years ago now, and I'm not going to be able to quote it properly, but it was somewhere around you burn an extra approximately 70 or 75 calories per hour of standing versus sitting wow I'll have to try and find the direct reference but I do remember reading that quite a while ago and I was like oh that's a pretty significant difference if you're working for eight hours in a day maybe you're sitting for half of that or something but that can add up for sure extra three to five hundred calories, really so yeah yeah over the course of a day a week a month that might be just that extra little bit of energy burned that you need to push yourself into that fat loss, weight loss state that you're trying to get into.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think the one thing that comes up for me, I think back to atomic habits all adds up, like it might seem so small and insignificant at the time, but it really does add Mm -hmm. up a lot Mm -hmm. in the long run. And then you integrate it into your own lifestyle, right? And like it's things yeah. that you're used to doing, and becomes like part of your identity. Oh, I walk. I walk every evening. I I make sure to take my breaks. I will switch between my standing and my sitting desk. It just yeah. becomes like this unconscious thing that you do that makes you feel good, and yeah, it'll contribute that.
1: No, I think that pretty much covers. Neat to recap on it. It's that. Non exercise activity, any form of movement that feels good for you. It's going to make up a pretty significant part of your total daily energy expenditure if you're consciously thinking about doing it. But all the other stuff is good too. Exercise is good. All of it's good. All Mm -hmm. contributes to it. If you are looking for accountability or support with figuring out how to navigate all this stuff, you can definitely reach out to us. We both are taking on one-to-one coaching clients and we'd love to chat or you can get into Cultivate. We're going to be relaunching that come the spring, March, mid-March.
0: Yeah. Come join us.
1: Mm-hmm. All, right. all right.
0: We'll drop all the info in the show notes below. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to Radically Well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with anyone you think would love to hear it too. You can also leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to help us reach more people who want to help us change the fitness industry one podcast at a time. You can reach us on Instagram at matriarch with a K or email us at hello at matriarch.ca anytime.
0: Thanks for listening and living radically well.